Good morning, good morning. This is Seasoned with Soft. This is episode 40, and I want to tell you how you can master your Monday and thereafter. My name is Dominique Bomonte, and I'm happy that you are joining me. And this week, we have something great to talk about, so stay tuned. Yes, so it is Monday, and I want to thank you all for checking in and tuning in to last week's episode 39, where we began the Mastering Mondays series. Today, we continue it, and I just want to let you know that maybe Monday is not the day that worries you the most. Maybe Monday is not representative of the start of something new. Whatever that day might be for you, take that Monday off and add that day. So if it's Mastering Sundays, if it's Mastering Tuesdays, if it's Mastering Wednesdays, whatever day that it is for you, think of that as we are talking. Today, I want to talk about the freedom to go or feeling free to go. I'll tell you the genesis of this in my personal reflection. When I, um, I, I experience, and I, you have to be careful with some of this terminology because people, I don't want to alarm people or to, I don't want to alarm people, but um, throughout the pandemic, especially in the earlier parts of the pandemic, um, I became really um, anxious um, and, and, and a little bit depressed um, about um, the way that I was spending my time during the pandemic. Um, I felt like um, there were opportunities that I wasn't taking advantage of. I thought about how when the pandemic is over, what will I say that I will have accomplished during this time? What will I say that I did in this unprecedented experience where I got to be at home, where I had all of this freedom to create and to change and to, and I started thinking about um, the, 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 my environment, like the place that I live. Um, I started thinking about um, uh, being in touch with my family. I started thinking about a lot of different things that I could do or that I had um, or, or that presented themselves as options. And I, I realized that I had been sort of um, my new normal, um, in a sense, um, was pretty mundane, right? Like not something that I would want to look back and reflect on. And I actually didn't know what to do, right? Like I didn't know what to do. I was like, you know, kind of sitting in my place thinking like, so I have all these things in my heart that I want to do, but I don't really know how to get started, but I don't want to regret this season. And so I felt really stuck, um, and it really took prayer and focus and, and, and hearing from the Lord to get out of that rut. And a part of the experience of getting out of that rut is what I want to talk about today. Um, is the, the, I was reading an article, and I'm going to share this in the, in, in the, the, the link will be uh, in the bio or whatever you might be reading. And it talked about, it's from this website called unwrapyourmind.com. Uh, and the article title was Nine Illusions That Hold You Captive, or Nine Illusions That Hold Us Captive, and it's by a guy named Justin Dixon. And I was looking at 
um, the, the, these things and I'll share them with you. And I was thinking about how, like, even though we are experiencing some of us a new level of freedom, there are certain illusions that block us from seeing the potential of the season that we're in. And I, I will say, thankfully, that I'm starting to see people make that transition from um, the, the, the burden or the barrier of these illusions to realizing like, gosh, I'm walking in this freedom that I had not tapped into. Um, I um, had to essentially take a risk and go on a trip throughout during the pandemic to find, um, it, it actually required a risk in my life um, for me to realize that there were things that I loved that I had not tapped into. I had to make an intentional decision to take a risk in order for God to really unfold for me the things that had been hindering me that I needed to be released from. And I'll talk a little bit about that. So Justin Dixon outlines these nine particular areas that serve as illusions in our life that hold us captive. And the first thing that he talks about is easy life. So this idea that everything is going to be easy and that there's not going to be any poor situations. Sometimes we get um, in situations and we freak out and we think, well, nothing good can come because something bad happens. And when something bad happens, it 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 it, it really cripples us, right? Like we're we're not sure how to move forward because if everything is supposed to be good, then why did this bad thing happen. So we have this illusion of, 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 of easy life. And the moment that life gets hard, we are in somehow crippled. Like everything that we dream, everything that we desire, like we associate it with ease. And when that ease is no longer available to us, or doesn't feel like it's in reach for us, then we're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? So Justin says that easy life is one of those illusions. The second one is the magical Sunday like, you know, Sunday, I'll get up and I'll, 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 I'll do it. A Sunday, this, this, this magical day where you're going to wake up and you're going to do it. Like, right? We imagine in our minds and our hearts that there is like the perfect day for us to get started. And that day will be perfect and all the resources will be available to us. And we'll have the money and we'll have the time and we'll have the peace and the quietness and we'll have the vacation day. And we'll have all these things and these conditional things that make the perfect day and that may not be um, something that exists like we might have to start something that we're passionate about in the middle of something that doesn't seem peaceful right he uses a quote um um, from Billy Cox that says, the road called Sunday leads to a town called Nowhere. The road called Sunday leads to a town called Nowhere. We cannot wait for the perfect day. So one of those illusions that keeps us captive is the idea that there's going to be a perfect day to start. Like we're just and we're and we're just gonna wait for that. He also says that we we're we're crippled by this idea of a magical plan. Like it's, we're gonna have this plan. It's gonna be really easy to execute and institute because we have it, it's very meticulously cultivated and it, it, the timing is perfect and the resources are perfect and everything is laid out. And and.
and 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 Justin says, no, that's not going to always be the. You're not going to have. It's not going to be the perfect day, and you might not have the perfect plan. Some things you're just going to start on an accident, and I'll talk about um, that um, um, shortly um, in my new travel venture. Uh, the other thing is he um, he he talks about this idea that we um, are are one of the illusions that holds us captive is the wrong turn, right? Where we feel like that one mistake is 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 so big and so crucial that nothing else can happen like we put stock in this in the fact that the one mistake that we made means that we'll never be able to we made that one mistake by marrying the wrong person and so we'll never find love again we made that one mistake in an interview and so we're discouraged about applying for other jobs like right we made that we got fired from that one job and, and so we don't feel like we can continue on with applying for jobs like we put so much stock in these mistakes and we feel like that mistake bars us from all other opportunities. That, um, according to Justin Cox, is an illusion that holds us captive. The other thing that he talks about in, in, in this vein, number five, is the past. We see the past um, as, as, as something that holds us captive. We, we other people, don't even know our past. And as soon um, as opportunity presents itself, we start telling strangers about how we're unqualified or we're not the person for the opportunity. Or we start thinking that maybe if the person or the group, if they knew my past, then they would not want me to do this. If they knew my past, they wouldn't want me to speak. If they knew my past, they wouldn't want me to be um, in this uh, new role. If they knew um, all of my history, you know, they wouldn't want to marry me. We start thinking about all these things that make us ineligible because of our past. And we forget that just like we got a past, other people have a past as well. And so the past is one of those illusions that holds us captive. Number six, not being enough. We um, have this thing where internally we decide that we are not enough. I don't know if our, our measuring stick is people um, that we see. Like sometimes we put ourselves against what we see in other people, where they look good and they're well put together. And so I'm not enough. But we don't know what they had to go through to look the way that they look. We don't know if even what they look like is real, right? And so we compare ourselves to other people and we decide that we are not enough. Just Cox says that is an illusion that holds us captive. The other thing he talks about, number seven, is lack. I don't have enough. So since I don't have enough, I can't get started. I don't have enough. And so since I don't have enough, I can't apply for that job. I don't have enough experience. So I'm going to apply for a low level job with hopes that I'll just hang around and somebody will see my work and then I'll get a promotion. I'm going to, you know, just go for Joey because he's low hanging fruit and I can make him better, right? Like, I, I like I, I, I don't um, have enough, so I'm just going to go for the bare minimum. Uh, he says um, that uh, we have to be careful not to predicate our dreams on what we have, because there's some, well, I said that, I'm, this is me paraphrasing some of the things that I think he's trying to say, or he did say, um, but we predicate um, what is possible based on what we have. So if we have $10, we don't think about the million dollar business plan because we just have $10, right? We can't get out of the rut of thinking about a million dollars because we only have $10. We use our bank account. We use our energy level. We use the, the 
that we possess to, to, to serve as an illusion that blocks us from moving forward. He talks about a uh, number eight, this idea um, of separation. Um, and, and he says that all matter has frequency in order for you to, to physically be able to touch anything, it must be vibrating at the same frequency as the matter you're made up of. And in fact, the quantum physics has found it has found is that everything is connected. So he talks about separation. And then the other illusion, number nine, finally he talks about is chaos. And this is very similar to some of the other ones um, that chaos can block us from seeing the bigger picture. So those nine illusions, the illusion of an easy life, the illusion of a magical day, the illusion of a magical plan, the illusion that the, a wrong turn predicates everything, the illusion that the past is bigger than the future, the illusion that we are not enough, the illusion that because we experience lack, we can't move forward, the illusion of separation, and finally, the illusion of chaos. So we carry these illusions into everything that is possible. We we can see the things that are possible. And as soon as we really start thinking deeply about these illusions, we just begin to create our own roadblocks. Some of them are things that we created that are not even real. They're just in our head and they live there. Some of it is because of something that mama said when we were four years old and we're still carrying it. We're still holding on to it. We have these illusions that carry us into the wrong directions because they, they feed into our insecurities. They feed into um, the, the things that we believe that we cannot do. And the one of the reasons why I wanted to make this podcast this morning and I wanted to talk about my experience is because that day when I was thinking about what I wouldn't have accomplished if the pandemic ended that day and that I had to go back to this life of schedules and services and church and jobs and meetings and required conferences is that I wouldn't really be able um, to say that I, uh, that I did something that, that I started something new that I did something that I was passionate about because I was so um, caught into these illusions and the Lord uh, began to minister to my heart because I wrote all these beautiful things down that I wanted to talk about and I woke up and I started reading Matthew 9. And in Matthew 9, it's a story um, of a man who um, was pretty much brought in on a um, stretcher, if you will, um, into the presence of Jesus. And when he gets into the presence of Jesus, Jesus sees this man who is dealing with palsy or paralysis, which means that he cannot move. He has a loss of function or feeling or in his body. Jesus sees him and says, be of good cheer your sins are forgiven. The moment that Jesus says, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven, people around Jesus began to criticize Jesus for what he says. They said, you do not have the authority to be forgiven sins. You do not have the authority to be doing what you are doing. Who do you think you are 
tell, healing people and telling them that they're free of sins. You ain't nobody. You do not have that authority. And there is this man who um, had been experienced a disease, experienced being crippled. He stands there while they are having this conversation and he is experiencing something in his body that he, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> He's experiencing something in his body that he has never experienced before. And even though Jesus tells him that he is free, he's watching people criticize the experience of his freedom, right? He's watching people talk bad because they're criticizing Jesus, but he's still not released to go. And, and, and I want to um, really paint the picture of what it might have been like to be free from this disease and to be standing there with his mat, unsure of what to do next because people are criticizing him. But more importantly, what has really happened for him is that he has been released from sin. He's been released from his affliction. He's been released from the sadness associated with his affliction. He's been released from public scrutiny. And Jesus has to say to him, even in this crowd of other people who are criticizing Jesus and criticizing his experience, Jesus says, hey, you, I've already healed you. You're free to go. Pick up your mat and go. Pick up your mat and, and go and live life. Start your life now. Don't let other people's perception, other people's ideologies about your freedom cause you to just stand here and not go live and, and, and really take advantage of what I have delivered you from. And, and, and I thought about that and I'm thinking, and, I, and I'm so glad that Jesus didn't just say um, it initially, um, your sins that are forgiven, be of good cheer. But after Jesus addresses the critics, after he addresses those that are standing, he turns back to the man again and says, I, maybe I wasn't clear before, but when I said that you are, are your sins are forgiven, when I said that you could, could, could could, could, could experience freedom, what I was really trying to say is that you're free to go. You're free to start life. You're free to experience the freedom that you always wanted to experience. And I would present to you that a lot of us are this crippled man, right? We have been walking crippled. We have been uh, crippled by these illusions that I talked about. We have been crippled by public opinion and scrutiny. We have been crippled by the performance evaluation that somebody gave us. We've been crippled by the things that our ex-husbands and wives think about us. We've been crippled by the things that people have said about us. And because we have been crippled by those things, it's hard for us to move. And we're like that crippled man just standing there listening to people criticizing. We've been standing in that same space. We've got dreams. We've got things that we wanted to do. He always wanted to walk. He always wanted to experience the freedom of being able to run and jump and play with kids and experience life and love. And he was sitting there and Jesus said, you're free to go. You're free to start something new. No matter who you are, you can find yourself in the experience of this man who not only was free from his sin, but he was free from the thing that crippled him the most. What is the thing that cripples you? What is the thing that is holding you back? Jesus will free you from that very thing. He will release you from feeling like you cannot move forward. He will release you from the public opinion of others so that you can get 
started. This week, you can get started with something new. Even if it's just taking a baby step, there won't be a perfect day. There won't be a magical plan. Sometimes it just starts because you decide to live free, because you decide to walk in the freedom that Jesus has already given you, that Jesus has already afforded you. It's just time for you to start doing what you know in your heart to do. Yes, uh, there have been times when I had decided that I wanted to go to graduate school, and sometimes I would be most impassioned by the idea of applying for another graduate degree in, in seasons where no applications were being set. And so I get all excited. I'm going to do this. I'm going to look it up. And then I would see that the, 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 the season for applying was, you know, three months from now. And so I would become discouraged or I wouldn't take it seriously. And I would rethink it. And I, and I would, I, I would just say, well, I guess I'll just start something new and, or I guess I'll just wait but what God has um, showed me is that the moment when you are walking in that 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 passion and that zeal for doing whatever it is that you are called to do, that thing that is in your heart, do it. I um, did not realize, and I talked about this in, in in a new venture, and I'm done. But I talked about this in a new venture. I had. Um, been um, really um, interested um, in in blogging and photography and 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 travel. I just love traveling. I love hotels. I love uh, getting on planes. Um, I love um, just. I just really love luxury associated with travel. And quite frankly, a lot of my travel because I hadn't gotten on the, the my first time getting on a plane. I was well into my twenties, right? A lot of my travel had been associated with these required, you know, or travels that other people were paying for. And when in the middle of my twenties, like I started aligning myself with job experiences and things that allowed me to travel and to experience, you know, the at least the United States. And I had been blessed. But a couple of years ago, a friend of mine got married, and, and he got married in Mexico. And I needed to get a passport and I needed to, um, you know, begin the process of thinking about traveling abroad um, or going uh, outside of the United States. And so in that experience, like I felt so empowered by the passport because the passport not only allowed me um, to go um, to one place, but it opened up all these opportunities for me to travel because all I needed to do was go through that process once. And I'm thankful to God that it took um, me being at a wedding to do that, but I'm also thankful that that wedding freed me or released me for more travel. So in this season, when people are afraid to go out outside of their house, I took a trip to Seattle. And while I was in Seattle, many of the things that I would normally do while I was there were not available. I'm talking about hitting up all the malls and, you know, going out to these indoor places and eating out with my family. A lot of those things were not available. And so I had to pursue new ways of happiness. And I found out that I love parks. I went to like 20 parks and just took pictures and I was sharing them. And, 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 and one night after I had returned, I was laying in bed and I couldn't sleep because sometimes I deal with insomnia. I'm just laying there and the Lord just put it in my heart to start a travel blog, to, to, to become a travel influencer. It was just like that. And so I, I, I looked and I found this, the, the handles that are available. I created the Twitter, I created the Facebook page and I created an Instagram. And then I started going through 
on my phone to see if I have photos of places that I had traveled to. By the time, this is just, this may have started at, the, at midnight. By the time that it was supposed to be wake up time, like five or six in the morning, I had a, 50 posts on all these social media platforms of, of places that I had visited, parks and hotels and, and, and restaurants and all these things. And I, I, I'm saying this because that thing was in my heart and all it really required from me was getting started. All it really required from me is realizing that I had already been released to do that. I had everything that I needed to get started and to be committed to that idea. The only thing that was holding me back were some of these illusions. And when God freed me from those illusions and told me that I was free to go, listen, I've been going ever since. I have not been discouraged. I've been introducing myself as a travel influencer. I've been emailing hotels. I've been asking my friends to follow. And I'm really passionate about it. And I look at other ventures that I have started, that I have thought about, and that I haven't really set into, right? Even if, even sometimes in this podcast, this is the 40th episode in three years, because sometimes, the, ideally, you know, you want to post regularly. But the reality is, is that you have, all this stuff happens in life, and you really don't get to things. And so I am just saying to you, that just like this man in Matthew 9, that experienced paralysis and could not move and had to be brought into the presence of Jesus and Jesus healed him. And not only did Jesus heal him, but Jesus had to tell him directly, you are free to go. You now are released to live your life. You are released to live your dreams. You are released to make plans. You are released to follow through on those plans. You are released to apply for graduate school. You are released to uh, make uh, plans for a trip overseas. You are released to start a hobby. You are released to start a podcast. You are released um, to start a business. You are released to apply for that LLC. You are release to do what is in your heart. No illusion can get in your way. If it's in your heart to do, God is releasing you today to do it. This is the week. This is the day. And to, if today is not the day, then tomorrow is. If this week is not the week, then whatever you can do, even if it's just baby steps, even if it's just buying the domain, even if it's just buying the ticket, even if it's just downloading the, the form to fill out, whatever it is, it is at your fingertips to do, and you are released to do it. You have been released to do it. You have been released to go. You are free to go.